Are we getting a call? <laughs> I don't think so. I think oh. it's a tone drop. Hey! hey. <laughs> so tonight's tone drop. We're going to uh, go old school. We're going to go 2003, February 20th, 2003 to be exact. Um, the Station Street Fire. We're going to do a little bit of another video review since that last video review went okay. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to do a little bit of history. Um, so the Station Street Fire... Um, uh, Station Street. <laughs> that was that's one of our fires. The Station Fire um, happened, like I said, in February twentieth, two thousand three, in West Warwick, Rhode Island, and it resulted in the death of a hundred people. And it was on the night Great White played. Um, so we're gonna play the video and we're gonna kind of talk through it as we go. Carl's gonna post this link. Is that right? Yeah, I'll try and pair the audio yeah. like we did with the last one. Then, so. Right. So, you know, a few 30 seconds into their opening song, they did some, what turned out to be, I guess, illegal pyro, we found out? Yeah, they're not supposed yeah. to do any sort of fireworks yeah. in those kind of buildings back in those days. Yeah. So. Yeah. The acoustic um, material was flammable. Yeah, yeah, the, the acoustic foam yeah. in the walls on the stage was highly, highly flammable. Yeah. So very quickly, um, and actually on that video we're watching, it says start the clock, and uh, within just a few seconds, you can already see the smoke. And the fire is actually already starting to climb up. Uh, we're almost getting a little bit of a rollover going on in the ceiling there. Anyone else want to go in? Yeah, it's burning pretty, burning pretty fast and rapid there. And and just context in the room, like it's packed. And they say there are like four hundred people. Yeah, four hundred people in this room in this uh, this building. Mm-hmm. Um, only a few exits. Yeah, and they were saying something about, you know, the, the, they obviously got the cameraman at one of them. Uh, one of the doormen was actually closing off one of the other fire exits just for the band and the crew, which held, again, a lot more people back inside as well, yeah. unfortunately. But you can see at this stage, everyone's trying to pile out, and you can really see that smoke layer really starting to build up there as well. Um, as, this, as this guy with the camera gets further just outside the door, now you can yeah, really see, see really yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're about 40 seconds in now. Yeah, yeah. one minute hit, one minute. Yeah. So one minute is when they figure that's when flashovers start occurring inside the actual structure itself. So it goes to show how fast, even back, you know, I mean, this was, what, 20 mm-hmm. years ago, um, how fast it, these fires go nowadays. And you can see the cameraman, it looks like he backs away from the door and kind of comes around the back side of the building. Where it shows visible flame coming out the one back of the side of the building, and these other windows at a minute thirty, there's heavy turbulent Rapid, smoke, smoke pushing, yeah, yeah. like very forced. And then, of course, there's a lot of people wedged in that that exit. They're all piled on top of each other, stuck trying to get out. People are trying to pull the pull the people out from the doorway. There's people going out the window on the left there. Yeah. It is a scene of chaos. It's just black smoke. People trapped in the doorway here, obviously at this point. Um, the flames on the inside, like like you had said, it, it, there's already flashover. That's already happening on the inside. We're at two minutes now, and um, yeah, it's, it's. There's a moment there where there's just a little bit of laminar smoke by the doorway, but now it's already yeah, it's, it's now it's black and turbulent yeah. pushing, right? Yeah. And there's a clip here coming up of a guy walking by. And coming up next, and he's just. Got a lot of black oh, right, soot yeah. in his face yeah, and his nares. And yeah, one of the guys that got rescued. Yeah. So that smoke level is halfway down the door. Pushing. Right, 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 he's got yeah. that sort of around his nose. Now at this point, again, you know, no, no one's arrived on scene yet. This is still kicking off. Obviously the call's gone out, but 
there is there's a ton of people still around they're still in a hot zone like this could have it could have got a lot worse a lot quicker mm -hmm. as well from here that smoke could have ignited and there could have been a hole and i'm not sure what like what fire department this would be like i don't know if these are full-time or volunteer but either way um what we're at three minutes so even on a full-time department trucks probably wouldn't That's even quick. be rolling yeah. that yeah mm -hmm. So heavy, heavy turbulent smoke from all windows now yeah. and doors. And they're still just trying to pull people from inside that structure, trying to pull people out of that door. They're just wedged in there. It's this pandemonium to the amount of people that are coming out and the, the, the amount of cars that are piled up near that entranceway. It looked like at one point there was almost like some gates or rails. Mm. That was in the way. Three minutes, 30 seconds now. You know, we were talking about pre-plan when we first watched this, like how, like, pre-planning a fire like this or mm -hmm. pre-planning a nightclub, you know, with knowing the exits, knowing the, uh, you know, obviously there was no sprinklers. Yeah. Because I think there was mention of that in one of the videos we watched, there was no sprinklers added, even though by this time there should have been. Yeah, they said they did the fire inspection and um, there should have been uh, a sprinkler system put into place in that building, but they didn't put it in, in yet. Yeah. Four minutes now. Heavy, heavy turbulent smoke. Yeah, I mean, at this point, obviously, you know the inside is just rocking. Yeah. Right. So, it, at this point, a save by the time the guys have got there, they're still going to have to try and deal with the people in the doorway. Yeah, just to even get in mm -hmm. to do any, any extinguishment or saves. Yeah. Be... So, the camera's now moving the backside of the building, I guess? Yeah, I think it's like the backside again. Uh, four and a half minutes. So, you can see, now you can start seeing flame. So this is a, like stage a stage door. door. Yeah, stage yeah. door. And you can actually see the fire. You can see the, the um, it's rolling. It's trying to find the exit, right? It's it's drawing. Yeah, it's that. like only six inches from the floor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's drawing that air into yeah. this door and pushing out the other exit. Yeah. So again, that's that flow path we talk about all the time, right? Like, and you can see from that smoke there where it's staying in the doorway. It's not really coming out because it's pulling the air through that and pushing it out through the front doors where everyone's trying to escape. Yeah. <clears throat> So it looks like he's moving back around. Just more and more uh, fire, like yeah. actual visible flame. Looks like, yeah, that's a reflection or yeah. exposure there too at that window. There's fire trucks so on scene. Sub six minutes yeah. from possibly, ignition. That's yeah, pretty good. Probably full, full time guys. Yeah, so now, final, now this is the front. There's a carrying some people out. Fully involved, the uh, fire is now self-venting out the door, window, I can't tell. Doorway, front doorway looks like. Pretty much. Just getting some one line, it looks like, one line out. Yeah, it's just getting yeah. one inch and a half. Yeah. It looks like the ground. These, these bystanders are actually... They're trying to help pull out, stretch the line. Yeah, they're stretching mm -hmm. the line. There's yeah. a guy coming out burning Yeah. right there in that part of the video. Right. Yeah, six minutes in there and the, the whole front end of the building. And obviously, this is the end we were just watching, right? This yeah. Is, yeah, where the people were first wedged. So this is the doorway that people were wedged in. It's now fully engulfed. In fact, there's not. And finally, it was the water just went water on the fire now. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but it's not much you can do now. No. Yeah, it's every window and door is pushing heavy flame. It goes back to the discussion, like we mentioned before, is... So important for that uh, that fire inspection and that pre-plan, right? Like, you know, you need to be very actively involved in your communities yeah. to do that pre-plan and inspections to 
you know, to try and catch these. And this was quite a few years ago. Yeah. However, however we all know there's a lot of buildings out there that are pretty yeah. sketchy. Well, I think on the civilian side of the fence, too, if you're not firefighting, to know your exits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, know it for this, know it for, you know, active shooter, know it for, um, just know your exits for all sorts of different reasons. <laughs> yeah. Comes back to my, uh, <laughs> I always get razzed about my situational awareness because anytime I sit somewhere, I'm always positioned, yeah. Back <laughs> you know, along. facing the, the entrance way. And I, I always like yeah. to know my way out. And mm-hmm. it's just something I've kind of been used to in my job. So let's look at this from a perspective of us. So we've arrived on scene now. Obviously, yeah. we, we arrived around six minutes in. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, the first step is to try and get people. We talked about it um, in the other episode last time. It goes to the rescue, right? So we're looking. We're looking now to try and get people out of that hot zone. Potentially, any rescues that might be on the edge. It's. It would be really shocking if there was anyone inside that was still liable. Yeah, absolutely. So we're. You know, it's not safe for us to enter. The, the whole building's on fire. Yeah. So what do we do at this point? Where do we go? I think now it's time to start triaging mass casualty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends on your manpower yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like, we don't. We, it's hard with this video. We don't know how many trucks have arrived yeah. other than the one that we visibly saw. Yeah, it looks like they did stretch a line and get water on it fairly quickly. Yeah. But then, yeah, triaging, triaging is definitely key because there's yeah. going to be such an abundant group of people. Yeah, uh, I think it, it, probably a call for uh, mutual aid as well. We're going to be getting more and more people, right. more hands on scene. Just really trying to get that abundance of people through and making sure that everyone is that is out is at least in good health and safe or at least as best as possible. Because um, yeah, it still looks like there's one line going mm-hmm. on the right hand side. Yeah. yeah. And that's I mean, completely not, ineffective. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah. pretty yeah. sure yeah. it looked like it's it inch and a half. Small diameter attack line. Yeah. Not doing it. No. So, I mean, in a situation like this, obviously now it says nine we're nine minutes. minutes in, the entire building is aflame. Um, there's there's an inch and a half running trying to do something, but ultimately it's it's a it's going to burn. There's no uh, viable life to be saved. Yeah, it's just extinguishment right. now. Yeah. So now, you know, I don't know what's around there. Like, is it now? It's a lot of cars. It, it's time, it's time for the exposures. Like, is there still victims laying between these cars? Do we start hosing the cars? Do we start? That'd be very challenging as an IC, right? Trying to do your 360 and... You know, you be people yelling and tugging at you to help others, and and just to yeah. appropriately it's an ambulance it looks like yeah, yeah, appropriately send your your units to the proper locations, and then it's going to be chaos. It's guaranteed, there's going to be people in cars piling out and trying to drive away too. Yeah, I mean, you can even see here. There's still everyone is still hung around in the parking lot. Yeah. They're not yeah. even trying to get away fully from the building because again, it's still going on. They've got friends and people inside. Yeah situations just getting worse mm-hmm. so imagine now you've got this parking lot full of vehicles you've got a building that's on fire you now yeah. need to try and get an engine in that mess in that space to try and get close enough to then deploy a line and start fighting mm-hmm. this, this is actually almost worse than a, an, uh, an active shooter because an active shooter everyone's running everyone's gone everyone mm-hmm. will probably be way away from that scene by now um whereas this, this people are people are waiting to see if their friends are around because they know it's not they know it's not something that's coming after them. They know it's yeah. fire, right? Yeah, and then you've obviously got all the onlookers and everything else, yeah. all the people. It's a busy street, so you've got all these people now stopping too. And we'll now try and be, mm-hmm. we've had these conversations about paramedics and ambulance and everyone else trying to get close. So, paramedics looks, like, looks like three engines and ambulance and maybe a ladder off to the left if yeah. it has to. Yeah. Was it I think that's the tower. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
So 10 minutes, we've got their pretty well positioned for manpower. If it wasn't such a cluster of, yeah, of uh, people and vehicles just milling about. I mean, trying to get scene safety on something like that would be near near impossible yeah. quickly. Yeah. You know, we were talking before we started this video how we've all been to nightclubs like these. I mean, mm -hmm. not just like this, but nightclubs that are, you know, limited exits. Um, you know, back in the day, they used to lock doors, uh, chain doors, so people can uh, sneak other buddies in, right? Yeah. With limited, uh, like they weren't thinking about fires. So they so they got some big water on there now. They've they've got the yeah. deck going out. They're hitting it from the yeah. hitting it from the fire. Yeah. The heat on that would be pretty intense too, just for those people with no gear on. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And if you think that that transference, then again we've got all those vehicles around there too. Mm. You know, with all those vehicles that close to the building, you've got to start to wonder and worry. Well, are we going to start getting some chain reactions and some? Yeah. It was power. Yeah. Yeah, again, there's a transformer right there. Yeah. I mean, looking at that video, even at the six minutes when I think the fire department finally arrived on scene, it was almost a tough decision for IC if it's a go no go situation because right, it yeah. was really rocking at that time. Yeah. Well, like, how do you even get in there with people? Yeah. 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 So, what do you do? I mean, what, what kind of situation? You got these people crammed in the only doorway, really, the yeah. only other way of entry. Door. Was the back through the stage, yeah. uh, and really, what you're going to do at that point. point? Yeah, it was. There was no viable. So, talk for something like this. Ambulance-wise, um, smaller town. How many, how many ambulances would be available? You think in in this area? That's tough. You know, when you when you put it into perspective as as our area. Yeah. You know, um, especially nighttime. You know, your evening responses. Uh, you know. If everybody's available in their quarters and not out on calls, you know, we're getting, um, you know, for our area, we're getting one car immediately, uh, another two cars within a 20, 15, 20 minute response. And uh, then from there, your additional kind of fourth, fifth, sixth ambulance is another 30 minutes out after that. Right. So it's going to, it's, it's going to be very challenging. I mean, in this event, right away, it's going to turn into a mass casualty. So they're going to have to start triaging. They're not going to be like any typical fire scene where you just roll up and you start treating a couple of people. They're going to have to actually turn people away and, and triage. And that's the hardest part is about being a medic when you're triaging is not to get that hands on. Um, but you just have to have to fall back to what you've learned in your training. I mean, you can see in the video, a lot of people are already in their little groups. Uh, outside so you're able to quickly kind of visually triage those and move on and not get pulled away from somebody yelling and just start doing your walk around and triage as mm -hmm. best you can i mean the problem with that scene i would assume that you're gonna have people in between cars spread out on other sides of the building so as a triage team leader you got to be very aware of your, of your surroundings and make sure you you really do that big 360 as best you can right. and then relay back to other agencies for some more support. And then you're going to fall into a secondary triage and whatnot as well. Yeah. And you know, you've got more and more people pulling up to watch this. How do you know if they were involved right now? You, you haven't got any scene control in here. It's extremely tasking to try and have that kind of space. So if you've now got all these people running around in between, how do you control that? That's right. You know, what do you do? Where do you take them? You obviously need them out of that hot zone, but 
you don't know who was there, who's not. And, uh, you know, as you're trying to triage these people, and this is still going on in the background, obviously, too, right? And like Scott had mentioned, if this was another type of MCI when it comes to active shooter, a lot of those people would be gone, um, which is a good thing in its in, in its own right because they'd be out of that that hot zone. That's right. Um, but in this situation, there's still a lot of people hanging around. They want to see if their buddies are good. They're trying to find their friends. They can't go very far because they <clears> just <throat> inhaled a ton of smoke. Like this stuff is pumping black smoke thick. And this frame references is a. Uh, the city is 30,000 people, I just checked. So, right, yeah. So not that big. Basically, yeah. the size of the city just in the north of us. Yeah, right. That's right. And if you look at this as well, I mean, even with the amount of people that they've got, if 100 people died in this fire, around right, 100 people died in the fire, that means there was still over 300 more people for you to deal yeah, with. Because there was, uh, yeah, 100 people died, but there was, uh, I think, 150 casualties. Right. Yeah, they said, the they said 100 on the video right at the oh, end. It yeah. said 115 people hospitalized. Right. Out right. of 400 some so people dead. Yeah. So 200 plus casualties. Yeah. Yeah. So you're rolling up, dealing with nearly 300 yeah. people mm-hmm. to to try and triage. Right. Uh, and in a you got, you got a little bit of the old liquor going on too. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a, there's a yeah. huge degree of intoxication. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be your 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 yeah. greens, right? You're walking yeah. wounded. Um, but are they going to be belligerent? They're not, they're not, not, not going to yeah. stay, right? Where you tell them to stay, yeah. you know, they're going to be intoxicated and wandering around, yeah. you know, fearful of their friends or family members. So it's going to be very hard to triage those ones. The easiest ones are going to be uh, the ones that actually need some sort of resuscitation or hands-on. Yeah, but those are the easiest ones to triage. Right. Yeah. So I mean. You know, again, we talk about it before, and the reason that we have brought this video back up is because, again, Scott, you would use this as multiple different times for training on that pre-plan as well, right? right? And having yeah. those conversations before, and it's a good, it's a good video to show for that. Let's make sure that we're looking at these things before mm-hmm. any dangerous buildings in the area. What kind of things do we need to implement? How would we attack this? In this instance, if even if the guys were, even if the boys had got there two minutes earlier and they were there at the four minute mark they would have been pulling people from door frames just like everybody else it would have been very difficult to do anything due to the building and the way that fire had spread is as quick as it did Um, even having an engine on scene at the time would have still been a struggle because you've got 400 people 400 people in there and a fire going on in the back it would be very challenging to get in there regardless and one reason why i showed this was uh originally was because because I think it would probably come in as an alarm call right off the bat, right? Yeah. So when we hear an alarm call, how much urgency a lot of guys have, yeah. a lot of guys have alarm call. Mm-hmm. Oh, alarm call at the pub. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know you know, I know a lot of us are still like, yeah, <laughs> lot, we, you know, as we should, we treat every call like it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a, yeah, it's a working <laughs> fire. But, you know, some, some people are just like, that's oh, alarm call. But this, you know, example of, from uh, back to triaging and stuff, like from a medical standpoint, like there's, it, with mass numbers like that, you're going to get a secondary scene at the hospital. Like right. odds are you're going to get a lot of people pulled away from that scene, you know, get me out of here, let's go. And then they're going to start feeling effects of uh, the inflammation and whatever smoke inhalation they got. So then they're going to be driven to the hospital. And then, and then burns. Yeah, burns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gonna... Cool yourself in the snow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's snow outside there. Um, so a lot of those people are, they're going to end up at the hospital. So now that's going to be a secondary triage site for the hospital staff. So the paramedics and police might end up responding there to help sort that out. Yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's there's normally a moral to this, but it's a really good um, video for training. And uh, again, it's good to look back on some of these things, run through in your head. How would you approach this? What kind of things would you do um, in these sorts of situations? Because again, the more that you think about these things, the more freely they will come mm -hmm. when you are on scene and trying to hit these things. Um, we go through these things quite often. Um, just to look and how would you do this? What would you do? What kind of approach are you going to take in this this situation? Because again, this could be your town. We've all got these old shitty buildings laying around and people mm. frequent them, mm. and uh, they don't have sprinkler systems. Are you what, sorry? Frequent. 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 <laughs> frequent. Frequent. Can you frequent? Can you consequent? Frequent. Frequent. Can you consequent? I don't know if it's. Are we going to get into titanium and aluminum here as well? Is that where we're going? <laughs> these are these are great for practice nights though. Like, uh, you do a <laughs> tabletop. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to bring it back. <laughs> but you know, like you can sit down as an officer group and do a tabletop, yeah. right? With, with this and go through your your command model and and do exactly what you just mentioned. Like discuss your options, what we would do in our situation. Yeah, it just mentally prepares you. Absolutely, and it, it mentally prepares you for dealing with scenes like this too. Like, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, it, steal, it steals people's minds that like we were talking about. You know, getting prepared for PTSD. Like just yeah. seeing this. So at least now, you know, we're not live there, but we this cameraman has done a good job of capturing that moment. I mean, we have the sound down right now, so we could talk over it. But if you crank the sound up, you get that that image. Oh yeah. It kind of mm -hmm. you know. So if we were to come across a scene like this, we at least have have a little bit of a preload on it. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> So yeah, keep an eye out for all those buildings in your neighborhood that can do this sort of thing. Think about it when you're driving by. Take that mental image of where you would approach any hydrants in the area and just kind of know what you're going to do before you get there. Um, regardless of the situation, that plan's going to be thick and solid by the time you get to that point. So make sure you're, you're thinking about those things. <laughs> so we got boys, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. DTFF. There you go. Facebook. YouTube. Yeah. It will be on all those places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> While you're out there, you should probably stay safe. Yeah, you can always stay DTFF. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone.